welcome to the 60th episode of In The Between. My name is Danny. And I'm Nadia. And today we have with us Kehana. Woohoo! Hey everybody. <laughs> so Kehana is a fashion designer and editor who um, is at MDIS in Singapore. And as we end the academic year in most fashion courses in Singapore, we thought that we would um, invite different perspectives from different fashion programs. And so we are really happy to have Hannah with us today. Uh, I've been following Hannah for Hannah's um, kind of journey with biomaterials in the past few months. So I'm really excited to have her here to share more about all this. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Dani and Nadia, for having me. And I'm very excited to share with you a couple of things that um, MBIS and I have been personally up to. So um, thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm really happy we can have you. And uh, maybe we can begin with um, how does this research sit within your pedagogy in uh, MBIS? So MDIS, we work really closely with our UK university partners, uh, namely University of Portsmouth. So I am the module leader for one module, which is exploratory practice. So that module specifically pushes the students to look at fashion in the, uh, in, through the lens of sustainability, right? Yeah. So what I've been doing is uh, I just, because in one of the module guides, there's a footnote when it comes to bioplastics, uh, vegan leather, so on and so forth. So I saw that I was thinking, hey, it could be interesting, right? Because we don't have, um, I don't have any uh, research done um, in Southeast Asia. Unfortunately, we don't have any research uh, by, uh, from Southeast Asian um, designers or creators or educators. So I thought, why not? I try it since I have kombucha at home. I'm a brewer myself. So it was just literally for fun. Okay, <laughs> I was just curious, right? And then it worked. So after I, I decided um, that hey, it actually worked. So I brought it to class and I pretty much forced my students to do it. <laughs> okay, so I integrated it into my module and yeah, students basically had no choice but to create all the things that I was creating. But um, then they were, of course, expanding on top of my work. Yeah. Nice. Mm. And could you share some of the projects that have excited you this past year? Okay, so here are some of the requirements, right? For, for, uh, for this module, I, um, like I said, I kind of like forced my students to go through this um, with me because it's, it's a learning journey for both me and my students. So the requirements for this module was 80% of it has to be bioplastic or alternative materials that they have created themselves. 20% would be, you know, ready-made uh, fabrics, yarn, so on and so forth. So here are some of the interesting things. Uh, some of the very um, outstanding work from some of my students. All right. So firstly, let me introduce to you um, what the work I've been, uh, my students are working on top of. So I started with the vegan leather project, right? So the pic uh, picture number one would be my kombucha starter. I literally picked that up from a few of my friends, they donated some of it to me and then it, it started from there, right? Yeah. So the the, uh, the top right picture, the blue vegan leather, that is it. Um, I think that's experiment number 12. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I've already, at this stage, I've gotten it to a point where uh, 
I know how to dry it, I know how to process it, I know how to, you know, uh, dye it even. So this one is dyed using batik dyes. So it, it, it is still organic, it is still safe to the environment, right? So the one below is, um, I, I just had an idea in my head that I wanted to fuse a couple of things during the growing stages of the scoby leather. So um, embedded in it or fused in it would be raw nettle fabric and plastic shards. So this, yeah, so this means that I'm able to layer a couple of foreign objects while it is growing. Yeah, so I'm still working on this. It takes a while to dry. It takes a while to grow even, right? So I'm still working on it. It looks a bit like spacey and like a different planet, like a texture. Yeah. But the thing is about the growing is that the environment really affects how it grows. Right, the drying also affects too much sun, it, it, it gets too brittle, it breaks. Not enough sun, it's a petri dish for mold. Yeah. Right. So the, the interesting thing is, give me a minute, this one, the colors that uh, we get, I got was because of mold. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I would have never figured out that mold would leave a certain color until I, I got mold. It's unfortunate, but it's interesting in that, in that manner, right? So yeah. here are a couple of process videos. So it literally starts off with one small uh, scoby, and then I started growing it into in a rectangular mold. And yeah, and this is what I've been working with. Uh, for the past almost a year. And what I really liked about this process is that I've allowed it to become quite flexible still. It, it still has, it kind of feels like latex. So that means it stretches well, uh, it conforms to the body well. So that's very exciting. And this is the translucency against a wall, uh, against a window panel, right? So it's still a little uneven, but I find that really, really, um, quite intriguing because it's translucent, because of like the unevenness. Yeah. So after it has dried, um, we were playing, I was playing in class. I always call my uh, my class time playtime, right? Because pretty much we, we do all this. So this is, um, I was thinking of, hmm, maybe we could water marble on top of the dried kombucha, mm. the dried scoby leather, and it worked, right? So that means it, op it now opens up uh, different avenues in the sense where I'm able to either um, silk screen on top or I could even digital print. Mm. So yeah. this is uh, me trying to fuse the plastic shards and the raw nettle fabrics. Oh. So uh, a student of mine, uh, she is originally from Nepal. So, and raw nettle fabric is um, a staple in her hometown. So she, she kind of got a raw nettle fabric from her hometown. Of course, I had to, I had to steal some from her, right? <laughs> and use it. So this one um, is Toby leather, uh, which is dyed with turmeric and hibiscus. So it picks up colors really well, right? Even organic colors or, uh, you know, chemical-based uh, colors. So that's very exciting. So this is uh, another project that I've been working with with my students. Um, uh, I, I, I do have a student who is um, who has a company or who is affiliated with a company that does uh, biodegradable plastics. Okay, so they are they created uh, the plastic fibers uh, from sugar cane fibers. Yum. So that's that's very exciting, right? So 
they are based in China. Their production is based in China, but my students, uh, my student is here. So she brought back some of the samples for us to use. Um, what I wanted to do with my students is to prolong the life of either plastics, single-use plastics, right? So we decided to fuse all of them together, uh, be it with biodegradable plastics or the plastics you get from NTUC, which is not really recyclable. And we, I tried, we tried to make it really strong so that it is possible for you to use this as textile. So this is biodegradable plastics that has been water marbled nice. again and um, again layering with a few different plastics. What I really like about this is that at the end of it all, the textures are incredible. Yeah. Right. So that is the final picture. It's very cool. Yeah, I really, really, and, and the best thing about it, you are still able to see the the logo, <laughs> the iconic, the iconic plastic logo, right? The previous slide, yeah. Yeah, so here are a couple of the um, biomaterials or the, uh, the the works that my students have been working on. So bear in mind that uh, my students are able to give me a, a timeline with how long they want to uh, work on this. And they are able to bring it to their final year. They are year two, term two students. Therefore, they'll be able to pursue this or to expand this research until their year three. So this is something which is very new to me and new to us uh, in MBIS. I find it very exciting because, again, um, fashion or research should never stop it just one year, right? You should expand it to however long you want it, you want to expand it. Yeah. So this is um, the first student, Shristi. Um, uh, they all had to come up with their own uh, theme, their own concept, their own um, textiles, and so on and so forth. They had to give me a brief, not the other way around, <laughs> right? So her brief was about poverty in India. Uh, they were. She was looking at all the materials. Um, the Indians, uh, the people who were uh, in poverty, were using. So one of it would be um, these are uh, bamboo brooms. You know, there's those wooden brooms, and these were uh, the biodegradable plastic. So she was weaving it, um, and she has found that the weaving uh, is quite stable, and she'll be using it as textiles itself. Very exciting. So this one is bioplastics that she created, literally with starch, vinegar, water, and glycerin. So she poured it over bubble wrap, and she has created a, the, the bubble wrap uh, texture. So yeah. this uh, biomaterials, you can just, uh, you literally can just put it inside. Um, you can bury it, and then it's gone within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Wow. So that's very exciting. Okay, so Joey, um, she, she kind of worked. Uh, she's working with food, right? Because she's talking about uh, eating disorders. So when it comes to eating disorders, she was looking at literally all the food that uh, people were eating uh, and binging on and <clears throat> all the foods that people think is healthy. Therefore, she's turning all that food into bioplastics. So the first, the yellow one on the side is eggshells, bioplastics. So literally, she, she ate a, a lot of eggs. Um, she ground out the eggshells added with uh, starch, glycerin, vinegar, water, and a bit of turmeric or food coloring. And she made it into bioplastics. The one below is a banana peel. Wow. Okay, The banana peels in real life is beautiful because it's so translucent and it's so stable, right? There's no problem sewing it together into a garment. 
So here are a couple of, uh, I just wanted to show you how translucent and how beautiful this, this is spinach bioplastic. You can still see some of the leaves and some of the stems. Yeah. It look like they will make great accessories. Yes, they would. And they are stable enough for accessories. So surprisingly, this eggshells bioplastic um, is really sturdy. Um, I would say that it's sturdier than P, uh, PU or TPU or PVC. Yeah, it's, it's quite incredible. And yeah, these are the this is the banana peels. Yeah, the color is mind blowing, right? It is just banana peels. That's it. Looks like tortoise shell. And I actually I think yes. what yeah, what's striking me is also like you know the organic process is really yes. visible in the final product, right? Yes, and, and that's what I really like. Mm, yeah. Yes. So she's still trying to stabilize it in the sense where um, sometimes with bioplastic, it becomes very gummy. Mm -hmm. If you know your proportions are off, uh, whether your ingredients are off. So she's really still trying to perfect it with these banana peels. So she, uh, yeah, so this is the student that is originally from Nepal and she was the one who brought in uh, the raw nettle fabrics. What I really liked about what she was doing is she was literally putting all the um, all the materials that she had together. And um, she was the first one to use that corn husks. So she was eating a lot of corn and she was looking at the corn husks and she's like, oh, can I use this as raw materials? And she did, right? So she literally took corn husks, she dyed it in hibiscus flowers, and then it became raw materials for her. So she braided it out and she started weaving with them. And I think it turned out really, really well. And it's surprising how strong dry corn husks are yeah, yeah. So very, very cool why why do you think hana when you're looking i mean i know you're it's part of your pedagogy but why do you think that there is a rise of interest in these new materials um yeah, it's one of the most um impactful uh to our environment right so conversations like that is not new but it has started Therefore, right now, people are looking at the alternative answers or alternative materials or alternative solutions, right? So I think because right now, there are a lot of people who are talking about upcycling, thrifting, or the impacts of fashion on the environment, or what can we do to help, right? And because of that, uh, conversations have started and people are bouncing ideas off each other. And I think that's a very important thing to have right now.